Hey everybody, welcome to Swedenborg and Life Live. We are psyched that you're here with us, and today we're going to be talking about how did Jesus do his healing miracle? Mm. Yeah, man, they'll dig into some like major questions around the whole religiosity mm. thing, not just Christianity and these supernatural events, and could they have occurred, and why, and what's the point of it, and all that kind of stuff. My name is Chris Schultz, and I'll be your host. With me, I'm very pleased to announce it is Dr. Jonathan Rose. <laughs> hey, everybody. Series editor, it even says, of the New Century mm. Edition Translation of Amazing. Oh, that's Swedenborg. great. I got yeah. an upgrade. Appreciate you giving some of your time here. <laughs> yep. Uh, so went from intern to that just overnight yeah. here. So, yeah, right. what <coughs> we are going to be doing is asking you for your likes and subscriptions. This is a good way for us to endear ourselves to YouTube's algorithm. It's also a way for you to show. I like what's happening and to, to provide tangible support because we even look at those and we say, people like us, people don't That's like great. us. And That's either right. way, we're grateful that anyone chose to take the time to do it. Hey, there's an elevator pitch coming up. This is serious uh -oh. business. You didn't tell me This about is that. the most intimidating part of the show for us, I would say. And this yeah. is where you, friendly people, mm. you know, but what you're going to do is suggest a topic, some slice of Swedenborg's worldview mm. that you may be fuzzy on or you want to hear somebody scramble to talk about <laughs> when they haven't prepared for it in 60 seconds to explain the whole thing and its relevance. Get those in the chat now. Ask other people in the chat if you don't get what those are. We'll get there. I can't just take too long in this intro. The people are going to lose interest. They're going to click away. We had a show. The setup why we're doing this show about oh Jesus' yeah? miracles. We had a show not so long ago mm. that oh. was where we were going through the book Spiritual Experiences or the series of his right. journal of it. And in there, we, that was the last in this long series of all of his books, and we asked you guys, if you could have Swedenborg write one more book, what would it be? And Pamela had this. How Jesus did the miracles he did, and if people can still heal with energy now. Whoa. So we're going to hope that some of our conversation spins off into the kind of things that could equip us for the second half of the sentence. The first half... Oh, we got a lot of stuff, we got stuff about, to say about that, that. and yeah, we're yeah. glad you asked. So, let's start getting <laughs> into that frame of mind now. Let's prime ourselves with a question okay. that's on topic in a segment that we call Icebreaker. Mm. Do you feel like, do you feel like you got a, a word in edgewise in that? I, I did, yeah. Initial segment, yeah. okay, because I was just like, okay, good, I'm, I'm like talking through this, but I was like, I wonder if Jonathan got to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you read the I question. I feel well represented. You want to read the question? Oh, sure. Okay. Sure. Here's, here's the question that's going to lead us into it. Is there something about life or about your own life that might seem ordinary to others, but to you it seems miraculous? Great question. Mm, so you can tell we're talking about miracles and you, we're trying to connect it to the things that happen every day. Do you have something? Yeah, well, there are a number of things. There's been some changes in my life where there's been times where I've been stuck in bad habits and things and where I really thought I could never get out of that. Mm -hmm. And then I've been able to, you know, through prayer and changing my life and stuff like that, find a way out. And it just felt miraculous to, to not to have desires that you used to have or yeah. stuff, you know, just wow, how does that happen? You right. know, something that I felt really powerless about, and then I'll, all of a sudden, like, it's okay. It's not a, not an issue in the, in the same way. And uh, But even in a little thing, I recently just sliced my my thumb pretty badly uh, on something. It cut pretty deep. Yikes. And uh, it just, 
healed up. It's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's amazing how, like, what is going on? I had nothing to do with that. Yeah. I tried to take care of it, keep it clean, you know, just put a Band-Aid on it now right. and then or something like that. But basically, I didn't know if I was doing it right or not. Yeah. And it just amazingly kind of uh, made itself better over time, and, and now, it's, now it's fine. It feels great. So relating to the the, f the first thing you said about bad habits and, and, oh, I can break them, it seems that if the system always works, y it's hard to find it miraculous. I think about cell phones and like the, this, they can just <laughs> deliver this a a great amazing point. amount of That's data. As really soon as it doesn't point. work, though, I realize, like, how would this ever work? Yeah. And so I feel like, for me, um, with the concepts of Swedenborg in there sort of arming me about the idea that I'm... Um, relatively almost like a small player in the way that mental states and things play out that that you need power from heaven to overcome things for me and then combine that with having to really observe thoughts and feelings just to cope day to day mm. with a you know like right. chronically negative mindset um i've definitely had times when there's some some ideas or issues that used to beat me back and then i suddenly have ammo against them or they suddenly don't have their Isn't bike or i get some mm. new way of thinking of that i that i really know i've been running in circles around this thing and then going nowhere and going nowhere. And then just this little thought. And I just do feel like, hallelujah. Like that is a, that's a miracle. And it's only after the system not working so much that you feel like that's something. Yeah, it's a great point about things that work all the time that you tend to get to the point where you take it for granted. Yes. And I love, just a related thought, is, is I love it when you're working and working on something and you're stuck and then bing, that it's maybe in, in a dream or when you wake up in the morning or something just or you're just taking a shower and pop yeah you know it's miraculous it's amazing it, it wasn't there a minute ago it all is. of a sudden it's there in your mind you gotta, how does that work you got to wait for it well this is yeah. a, i was watching a movie about <clears throat> someone trying to figure out if there's aliens or not it was a, it was a scripted you know it was, it was fiction right. but he used this mathematician and he saw this other mathematician and she was like well you know you can't rush it you just got to wait for it everyone gets this inspiration and stuff I won't ruin the story, but yeah. something happens. Okay, we're equipped now. Now that we've got that in mind, we have this quest to think about how did Jesus do his healing miracles, and, uh, and we're going to touch on why as well. Yeah, and I'm sure you told people to like put their answers into anything they have oh, to say. Oh, of the uh, right, icebreaker. So. No, 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 I didn't say that. Really? You, I couldn't remember. What's your answer to the question? The question, is there something about life or about your own life that might seem ordinary to others, but to you it seems miraculous if this is your first time here? Write that in at the end of the show. We are going to yeah. put it there. Okay, yeah. good. Thanks for the heads right. up. Now, let's begin to set up our, our mission here with a section we call The Setup. So, are, are there still miracles today? I mean, sort of implicit in that question. You know, she mentioned particularly these healing kind of Energy healing, energy healing. yeah. But right. but I would say overall, like there's definitely recorded miracles in the Bible. They still go on. Well, I would say that there's all kinds of amazing, unexplained things that do happen. Yes. But I Absolutely. think that a lot of that would fall under the stuff that we believe will have a coherent explanation once we can figure it out. Right, and it 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 just feels, and I know a lot of people talked about this over the centuries that that we're in kind of a different um, state than early Christianity when yeah. even the, you know, the apostles after Jesus was resurrected are 
raising the dead and healing people. You know, it's like yeah. it's happening all the time. It's really going Speaking downhill. in tongues and uh, you know all all these amazing things that they're doing, and then uh, not not so much in that way. It seems like you know. Yeah. So why why is it you know over the period of Jesus and then all through the Old Testament, all there's miracles, 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 and now. We don't have nothing that's so overt that you can just point to it and say, look at that. So why does that happen? Well, it might have to do with this changing mindset that you're talking about. Mm. There's this essential preservation of free will in, this, in people to whom they actually could accept this deeper, more subtle definitions of God rather than having their ideas forced by miracles. And there's actual real psychological consequences to having it, something proved to you in an undeniable way uh, by a show of force. And we, we uh, unpack that for about an hour in this, why doesn't God prove that He exists based on this awesome little treatise that Swedenborg does in Divine Providence? It's, it's to me, is such a nuanced point that Swedenborg makes that uh, you naturally, I mean, I've spent a lot of my life thinking, wow, if, you know, somebody just, you know, came back from the dead yeah. or, you know, told me something, I would be sure, you know, I'd be on board and I'd love, but Swedenborg says, no, that kind of closes the mind, you know, yeah. and then you're in this weird situation where you're either sort of compelled to believe or you have to reject it, right. you know, Whereas if you kind of just sneak up on it yourself by your own volition, uh, that's actually a better scenario. And essential for accepting spiritual life. However, all that said, going on and on about it, Jesus Christ, according to the, you know, the Gospels and accounts. He did some stuff. Oh man, he's doing stuff all the time. So we first want to look at those miracles. Like what, what was the significance? Why do those in the first place? So this is where we get to our first mm. handy Swedenborg quote, The okay. Secrets of Heaven. Mm. And, w and why these healing miracles? Why Most of the time he's healing, why? Why doesn't he do some? Yeah, it does seem like it's 90 or 95, but you know, occasionally walks on the water yeah. or, uh, you know, Calms curses the, the fig tree or, yeah. or something. But, but most of it, like there's just masses of where whole crowds come out to him. Yeah. He heals everybody, you know. Right. It just seems like mostly healing. You guys weren't reading ahead, right? Okay. As disease represented iniquity and evil, as disease represented... Correspondence is already iniquity oh. and evil in people's spiritual life. Oh, things going on in there. So the physical disease represented, it doesn't necessarily mean that they had that no. spiritual disease, but it represented the kind of things that people have. This, right? the, the, the scourge of disease that we experience on this level is like an echo of the scourge of spiritual disease on the spiritual level that we see playing out. But not necessarily a one-to-one -one relationship. No, no, no. <laughs> the, uh, the diseases the Lord healed symbolized deliverance from various kinds of evil and falsity that were plaguing the church and the human race and would have brought spiritual death. Spiritual uh, death? Whoa. Talk about that. So, is that good or bad? That's quite a bit more serious. Yeah, the Bible says, you know, watch out for the second death kind of thing. Yeah. Like physical death is not your problem. It's spiritual death. That's a serious thing to not, you know, try to avoid if you can. Yeah, so, and f for those of you who aren't familiar, hell, the state of mind called hell, when you love evil and falsely, that's spiritual death. That's spiritual death. That's what he's talking about. And I just want to say... You don't actually die, die. It's, no. It, but it's just that your heart loves doing harm and, and your mind loves lies and stuff which, like that. Which, from a spiritual perspective, has no real life in it. it has no life in it. Um, and go ba to back up to the point of... Just because you have a disease doesn't mean that you right. have, they have the spiritual 
affliction that goes with it, the prophets. Swedenborg says that the prophets all throughout the Old Testament would have to go do things like lie on the ground for three days and put a donkey on your head. I don't remember exactly what yeah, it was. Right. That was to represent the state of the degradation of the, the church in people's hearts and minds. doesn't mean that prophet was particularly no. evil, but no. they were representing it. But it's manifest so much of uh, God's agenda seems to be to reveal what we can't see. Yeah, here, right. Here, let me show you what's going on. Yeah. So, uh, this is because what makes divine... Okay, so they brought spiritual death, and this is talking about why he did those. This is because what makes divine miracles different from other miracles, so we've got two categories, is the fact that states of the church and of the heavenly kingdom are wrapped up in them and are their focus. I wonder if he's partly playing off that idea in the Old Testament where Moses goes and he does, you know, he turns his rod into a serpent and yeah. back, and but then the magicians of Pharaoh do the same thing, you know, and yeah. so some of them are sort of like these divinely ordained miracles, but then there's other ones that are done for different reasons yeah. or something. Yeah, and the divine miracles, it almost seems like the uh, the power, sure, there's this amazing thing that's happened, but that's not the most important thing going mm. on. Because mm. you can, s these other miracles, maybe somehow other people could use the same mechanism to do even a similar, s something of similar amazing right. power, seemingly, but what makes something divine, hmm. they, they represent states of the church and the heavenly kingdom and are focused on that. That's a weird thing. Oh, you wouldn't so expect almost that. like a teaching tool or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay, so for this reason, the Lord's miracles consisted mainly in the healing of sickness. Ha! Huh. So he couldn't because just go do anything. Because part of his mission was to address these spiritual ills, Yeah. right? Uh, and so that's why he did a whole lot of showing, look, here's what this looks like yeah. and doing these physical healings. Because you could say, so why is he doing this? Is it to, sure, it helped a couple of people. Is it to gain attention? What, why? But this, that these were all very strategic acts that were setting the, the spiritual groundwork, the correspondential groundwork mm. for it all to, for his actual mission to be accomplished. Right, 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 right. And the ailments that Jesus healed corresponded, mm. the, those single instances that he did on earth of physical healing all corresponded to the spiritual ailments that, that his life and teachings and, and his spiritual mission would heal in all of us over time. It's just so amazing. He, he never seems to be just doing the thing that he's doing. Yeah. He's also doing it at a meta level. Yeah. It's saying, I, I just love that. Yeah. He's awesome. playing chess. Yeah. I, I yeah, heard that, three that, that that's yeah. something that uh, I saw this thing on, online. It's like, I was playing chess, said so-and-so, which is not someone who's ever no one says that when they're actually playing chess. Like, if you say, have to say you're playing chess, right, you're probably right. not really yeah, doing right. that great. That's right. uh, so, uh, we want to say, let's look at some of these ailments and what okay. do they correspond to, thanks to the Bernathan Cathedral, who let us actually fly a, a drone up and take pictures they of these what? cool stained glass windows that were up there. We may put out okay. a little behind the scenes clip at some point. Uh, so, cool. on Patreon, uh, Bernathan church.org slash cathedral, check them out. Here's the things that Jesus healed and what they mean according to Sweden. Oh, okay. So here's the correspondences. He healed people who are lame. What is it to be spiritually lame? Aha. Uh -huh. Swedenborg says that that's being governed by goodness, like you've got goodness, your heart is good, you want to help people, but lacking truth to direct that goodness. So you don't know where, you got a good heart, but you kind of don't know where to put your energy 
you're kind of stuck or, or stumbling right. in, in what you do. So Jesus is like unlocking this big vat of human potential that's been, that's been stymied by not having the right marching order. Yeah, let me help you with that kind of thing. You know, I think I can get you moving. So that good heart can manifest in a really effective way. Isn't there plenty of people who want to do the right thing? They oh, want to help man. the world, but they're, they don't know where to but start. But they feel like, well, I don't, I don't know what's going yeah. on. I don't know what I can do to help. Yeah. Okay, leprosy. Oh, an iconic biblical disease. That's right. Comes what, up a what lot. What does that correspond to? Corruption of holy things. So I think it's almost like uh, stuff that's holy that should be healthy in your life yeah. has become kind of disgusting and yeah. <laughs> you know got all messed up. So uh, he wanted to fix that. Let's get holy back. Yeah. Right. There's got to be some shade in there of the way that people will use um, religious principles. Uh, to do harm. Um, I'm thinking about how yeah, right. he was so concerned with calling out the scribes and Pharisees because they had taken people's natural inclination toward God, wanting to learn about God and live a good life and mm. use that to manipulate people and, and, and get people to hate each other and all this kind of stuff. So the idea is that it's infectious or so, yeah. you know, like it'll poison other right. people. And th there's probably that on the internal level as well. Whenever we take the stuff that, that we, in other people, if we, know, if we manipulate their innocence or whatever it is, this is corruption of, of holy things. Right. Uh, and the Lord's kind of saying, hey, I can help you with that. I can, I can fix that. I can take care of that. Okay. So let's, uh, let's look at the next one. This is a oh, blind, the very, very famous stories oh, of him healing yeah. blind people. Oh, yeah, great stories so about that. So what's that? Swedenborg says that there's a, there's a passage in Ephesians that says, having the eyes of your understanding enlightened. And so the eyes correspond to this understanding. Yeah. And so it's having incorrect ideas. Like, again, how do you function if you're not seeing reality yeah. in, in a mental way? Yes. You know? Well, like um, on a very sort of um, literal sense of the Bible level. You've heard it said, hate your enemies, and yeah. the, but I'm saying be nice to your enemies. Yeah. This is a new, this is a new idea. That's quite an update to the, yeah, to the program. Yeah. What about de deaf? Okay, Swedenborg says this means that you have no ability to perceive and obey the truth. Which is a serious problem. You know, if you yeah. can't tell truth when it's right in front of you speaking to you. Yes. Um, can't hear that. You don't recognize you know, and it. You, yeah, you don't recognize it, you don't perceive it, and you can't obey it, because I hear and I obey, it says in yeah. Scripture, right? Okay, let's do one, mm. one more slide here. Healing by means of touch. Jesus would lay on hands. And a lot of these things that he was healing, was touch, 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 yeah. touch, touch, that's what he did. And Swedenborg says that means that Jesus was transferring what was his own, basically meaning his love, his wisdom, to the human race. Here, have some of my, you know, yeah. the, take some of my love, and that's why touch was involved in so many, not 100%, but an, uh, an awful lot of the healings. And then there's this whole kerfuffle about the Sabbath, thinking can you heal on the Sabbath, and Jesus says it's all right, and, and people are upset. Says, hey, that's Wait, not you the shouldn't rules, do work man. on the Sabbath. And what is that on. all about? Yeah, well, it's interesting that God heals us by uniting goodness and truth in our lives. That Sabbath day is when goodness and truth come together. And I also think it means the Sabbath is the seventh day of the week. It's like the seventh day of creation when yeah, there's rest right. at the end and it's a kind of a heavenly state. So you may not get healed on day one or day two or day three or four or five or six, yeah. but eventually the, the goodness and truth will come together and there'll be a big, big healing yeah. for us. So okay. I well, think that's what healing on the Sabbath 
why he partic he partic he seemed to like that day the best for healing. It was all about it. Uh, yeah. So we have a setup. We we know um, why he was doing these miracles. Okay, that it was about the correspondences and ha and uh, this like sort of uh, ultimate or um, outermost level that would hold within it the spiritual healing that he was going to do. But how is why we're here. Right. And I love the fact that he would, just as long as we're on the why, sure. that, that he would um, not only do something that's going to help that person very much, just get rid of this problem in five minutes, yeah. you know, like gone. I would volunteer for that. But that's right. It's awesome. But he's also playing a deep multi-dimensional game yeah. where he's saying this is not, not a game, uh, you know, but the this will stand for something that I want to do to tons of people yeah. through the spirit you know so let's act that out just in a simple way here with your physical deafness but I'm saying this is going to happen on a big scale and you he, know when he's doing that he's um, he's like uh, wiring in electrodes or something he's in, even in that act He's, he had to do those things to set the spiritual physical conditions that would allow for this great spiritual healing. Yeah. I don't know exactly how, but each mm. one of those was like, t like a little tactical strike. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So we know why. We know uh, that that's it important. was cool. That's important. And now, though, yeah, right, people came, paid their money and came here to right. s to, for the how. Didn't they? So let's, yeah. let's see how, uh, how we try to explain the how <laughs> in our three seeds section. The way the three seeds works is we give you three thoughts and you take them in and let them grow in your minds. And, w and this should hopefully lead to a garden of <clears throat> understanding around this whole thing. Okay. That Meta was beautiful. Metaphor taken too far. God's power. <laughs> this is an important um, mechanism for understanding the context of these miracles. God's power is applied through truth. Swedenborg talks about this in Secrets of Heaven. Hmm. All divine power... And we're starting to talk about the broad system, which is a little foreshadowing that miracles okay. happen within this. All divine power comes through truth emanating from the Lord. Huh. This truth has created everything. As stated in John, everything was made by the Word, and nothing that was made was made without Him. So even God needs a medium through which to exercise power. Even though divine truth is another part of God, right. there are different parts. The Word is the Lord in respect to divine truth. Hmm. Okay. Through this truth, he brings to order order to everything in heaven and in hell. And in hell. This Which is, is pretty astonishing. Yeah. I mean, you think it'd just be in crazy chaos. But no, there's order. It's this, the Word has the power to do that. Nobody, if we just did a show here on the internet and said, there's an order to things. Things operate by order. Nobody's going to fight us on that. Everybody knows. Every discipline knows yeah. there's order. Oh, that's, yeah. that's right. Everything. And what I think right. what pe throws people about the scriptures of miracles... They say, you're just going to not well, have order? Well, that's exactly it. Yeah, miracles appear to happen outside of the ordinary order of things. And that's why they're sort of, well, what was that? Yeah. How, how does that And why, why is everything else going to run, play by the rules, but you just jump out and just do something what, arbitrarily? you got a special coupon where you can yeah. just break the rules and do something. So, different. let's see how we get through this. Through this truth, he brings order to everything in heaven and hell. It is also the source of all order on earth. Huh. 
and it's so that means even so it almost physical sounds like stuff. In nature, gravity, and every, everything, gravity, etc. What are the other orders? I don't know. Yeah, Gravity's yeah. the only one I know. And oxygen. I think oxygen, those are the two main ones. Gravity, telemarketing. <laughs> it accomplished. And look at this next sentence. Don't. It does not get too ahead of ourselves that we've missed okay. this. It accomplished all the miracles. Divine truth. Huh. The same divine truth. Because when you see him do it, you don't yeah. always see that. I, you know, it's just like he's laying on hands yeah. and then somehow magically they're better. But he's telling us the mechanism behind it. That was divine truth that did that. The same thing that creates these laws in the physical world that are so consistent is the thing that made these miracles happen. They are part of the same system. They're part of the order. They're part of the same system. So, yeah, okay. All in right. short, divine truth contains all power. So that in fact it is power itself. Whoa, that's a that's a heady statement. In the other life, there are some, and this is a cool little t tangent okay. we can go on. There are some who possess more truth than others. This gives okay. them so much power that they can go anywhere in the hells without danger. Wow, that's amazing. Almost like that that truth is a shield for them. So yeah. how does that work? At their presence, the inhabitants of the hells flee in every direction. <laughs> So there you have an So it's not just sort of like they're protect they're in their bubble suit or something like that. Yeah. No, it's like they just show up knowing yeah, what see. they know and everybody scatters because that truth is so powerful. Right. So nobody wants to mess with it. Doesn't sound like it. And so mm. a couple of cool things about that. One is there you have truth which you think of as just a concept in the mind having a, an overt impact on external reality. Now this is the spiritual world he's talking about, but still something about those people having the divine truth wired into them directly affects the proximity of evil spirits. So it's almost like he's on that physical level that divine truth is sort of kicking out the equivalent of the evil spirits in your body, like just right. off you go, you know? Yes. It's so powerful, it just can't stand in the presence of that. So he's saying all the miracles were accomplished by it, so somehow, yeah, the, that... And it's the same thing that created everything, so it's not a cheat, it's yes. not a backdoor or something, no, it, no, no. It, it's built in. Everything else is a relative backdoor to it, yes, but also, right. how cool is it to think you can get so loaded up with truth that hell doesn't, <laughs> and sometimes I think everybody experiences that when, when you've got some kind of concepts that are part of the, the big, you know, um, ocean of divine truth. Sometimes they're 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 hidden. They're right in the right spot. Things that used to bother you, you just mow them down in your mind. Yeah, because it's like no, this principle has liberated I me. I remember hearing about a law trial where there was this this little impoverished individual who was going against this giant, well-funded corporation, but. The person just stuck to the truth, and it ju it just over it carried the day. Yeah, you know that truth. It's like they were more powerful than this whole corporation with all the legal team and everything. The truth will set you free. That's yeah. great. Okay, well, so so there's something. I mean, okay. do you have anything more on that? No, no, no. I think, but that's very powerful, isn't it? It's very interesting. Yeah. And there's a particular type of truth that Swedenborg talks about that's active in miracles, and that's what we call correspondences. There's a power in correspondences. And this is what he says in Secrets of Heaven 8615. Seed number two. Correspondence is all powerful. Man, that that basically gives yeah. a divine attribute to correspondence. A divine it? truth is all Because God powerful, yeah. is all powerful and truth is all powerful. So, so in fact... Correspondence must have to do with this truth. Yes, there must be some relationship between truth and correspondence. In fact, anything that happens on earth it's such a strange statement he yeah. makes here. In keeping with correspondence, 
prevails in heaven. Now you think it would go the other way around. You know, yeah. something that happens there yeah. would prevail down here because we're obviously second fiddle or something. No, no he's talking about you change something on earth, boom, that changes in heaven because it happened in connection with correspondence. Yeah. Because correspondence comes from the deity with a capital D, meaning the divine or God. Can I say something? Yeah, please. So, what it seems to be indicating here is that earth, there's a particular power in the way things are done on earth, right. and should you know the language of correspondences, you could affect the way that the whole chain flows down. So Jesus, in these miracles, maybe he is just because he's got the full knowledge of everything, he is doing whatever the correspondence of touching that person at the time under those conditions. He, it's like a probably a million billion part system, but he knows if I do push this one little thing here, I can get this thing. Reminds me of what he says about the disciples that what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and what you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Right. People with a goodness based on love or on faith, it doesn't really matter whether, doesn't only yeah. have to come from love, it could just come from your faith, are in correspondence with heaven. The people themselves are in correspondence with heaven. Amazing thought. Yeah. And everything that happens with them is done by the deity. Wow, that's a situation where what you do is actually being done by God because you're in correspondence with heaven. Yeah. Don't think I've ever experienced it, but it sounds nice. Sounds, sounds like a yeah. nice situation to me. Because he is the source of all the good growing out of love and all the good growing out of faith, those two things. All the miracles recorded in the Word were accomplished through correspondence. What, this guy's bold, isn't he? Yeah. He'll just, I'll tell you how every single one of those things happened, the walking on the water, the, yeah. whole, the whole thing. They were all accomplished through correspondence. Okay. Who do you think he is? And I would say, <laughs> there we have our smoking gun passage. That is it. Okay. That's the, that's the core. How Thank they, you for pointing that out. How did Jesus out. do the miracles? Through correspondence, through and we're hoping correspondence. to illuminate right. that, that's or right. expand that. And he goes on to say that the Word, you know, the Bible is, has a, a great power in it that we don't realize. The Word was written in such a way that everything in it, down to the smallest particular, corresponds to something in heaven. As a consequence, the Word has divine force. There's divine power in Scripture. It unites heaven with earth, because when it is read on earth, same deal, right? Here's how earth affects heaven. Angels in heaven feel moved at the holy content of the inner meaning. The correspondence of everything in the Word is what accomplishes it. So that's how you do something on earth, and it actually changes things in heaven, and the Bible is some key to that, and correspondence. Not a small detail hmm. that all these healing miracles that Jesus did, that we know about, were written in the Word. And that this is part <laughs> of, he's, I got to do this thing now, so it will be, uh, you know, assuming you trust the, the process, that, le that that's an accurate process. It will be written, yeah. And that's part of it. That, that that's somehow part of it. That Swedenborg, you know, he, he started his whole spiritual writing thing painstakingly in a million billion volumes going through the beginning of the Word. That's right. And saying this is, this is how this corresponds, this is how this corresponds, because he is saying this, you, you don't understand how powerful this book, which a lot of people have reverence for, but is is really um, not unlocked at all in mm. proportion to how it could be. So part of this, Jesus doing these miracles, is to get that written in the Word. And the suggestion in that is staggering, which is that Jesus, to put it that way, is still alive and in the Bible. They're doing miracles. Yeah. And you, you 
put your head in that book from time to time, it, it can do the same kind of things to you that he did uh, physically, yeah. but to your spirit, you know, it can heal you. And even, interesting that even if we read perplexing, seemingly inert things in <laughs> right. there, that <laughs> angels are getting what it really is talking about. Yeah. And that changes things for them. And, and they're with you, and they can do stuff, you know. Yeah, uh, right, yeah right, right. right, right. So you put yourself in uh, the opposite of harm's way. What's that called? Um, helps know? way. Helps way. Healing's yes. way. Yes. Good yes. things yeah. way. Why isn't there a saying yeah. for that, yeah, right? There should be a saying for is that. that. Is that because yeah. harm comes by us more easily and yes. more often? I don't know why that is. There's a, a little known, I'd say little known book Swedenborg did called Miracles and Signs. I mean, I yeah, barely I've know what it is. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> no, you have heard of it or else oh, it doesn't okay. exist. Okay. But okay. This, is, this is called Miracles and Signs uh, where he talks about divine miracles actually do still happen, but in a different way. Dun, 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 dun. Wow. The divine okay, miracles which take place today are not manifest, but hidden. Now hold the phone for a second. He said there... He didn't say what I expected him to say was like divine miracles don't happen anymore. You know, there may be other miracles, but they're not divine miracles. Yeah. But he didn't say that. He said the divine miracles which take place today, like there are some, but they're not manifest. They're hidden. They're not sort of downtown in front of everybody with the cameras rolling. Yeah. It, they're, 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 they're more covert. And didn't we just learn that divine miracles have to do with the portrayal of the heavens and the church? So he's saying those sorts of connecting acts do mm, still happen. Are still happening. In the course of their occurrence, hmm. there are many happenings which, because they do not appear as miracles, are ascribed to chance, to prudence, or to nature, except by those who acknowledge divine providence in every single event. Ah, so part of their cloak or their disguise is that there are things that look like, oh, that just, that was chance. It was luck. Yeah, it just, well, yeah. Oh, just happened to bump into so-and-so. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That is, but it's so fascinating that they could be seen. You could, you, and it almost sounds like you could pick out, like, oh, that was just a miracle. Right. You know, like there's, right. there are certain things that fall under that category. And look at it. The, if you have that attitude, those who acknowledge divine providence in every single event, yeah. hey, that was a miracle what just happened. Yeah. So it's a perspective thing. They are hidden for the reason already stated, in order that, and this is a very cool line here, in order that those minds should not be influenced inopportunely whose interiors the Lord is preparing for receiving good and truth. Wow, so there's like people in line for m moving in this positive direction, and it would be the wrong way to get them in the door to have a big miracle bust in and, you know, force them into belief or something, right? Because I know at the beginning of the show when we said God doesn't do miracles because it would take away free will, that you were all saying that's a cop out. That just is because God's not real. But that's right. I mean, doesn't that mm. make it a, seem a little more? Um, at least there'd be a, a plausible motive for that. Preparing for receiving, receiving goodness and truth is a process that is as complex and fragile and specific as everything biological that goes on. Yeah. You can't just rush that stuff or skip steps. To do that is very, all the million, billion, the second time I've used that phrase, pieces have to line up just right in order yeah. for you to think thoughts and, and grow from a little it's kid into a grown-up. Divine wisdom to know how to get you through the million steps. And, and so, if, if you're prepping somebody 
to slowly, in their freedom, buy what they love, with the world experience, little thing, to, to in freedom, say, jo grab goodness and truth, just to blast this thing in there, couldn't that mess up a it process? Kind of forces, whoa, kind of shoves them ahead yeah, a few grades or something. Because it's, like, it's not about what you believe. It doesn't matter if that made you think that God exists. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you believe that or not. What matters mm. is your acceptance of love the and, and truth. Mm, the and mechanism of how you yeah. opt in. How, do you, how did you opt in? Yeah. 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 Um, mm. and, and truth that you, it feels like your own because you weighed it yourself. That's what was in that other show. Mm. Okay, 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 okay. All that talking on a semicolon. Yeah. But that they should be in freedom, <laughs> that is, that they should receive their faith from an interior affection. There it is. See, there it is. There it is. So Shoot, interior affection to me, <laughs> to me means that your own heart sort of came out and said, you know, I think I'm ready for this. I'm ready. I can see this now or something. Yes. Like you love it. You're opting in. It's not forced on you by some big dramatic event that happened yeah. right in front of your face or something. That's, that's exactly right. That mm. you, that I, it's not because I had to believe this because I love this idea in the right. in the free market of ideas this I'm is the one i choose to this people yeah. say like i'm drawn to this. that not that, that i was shoved into this yes that's that's the only thing that stays with you eternally yeah that is why the lord said to thomas because thou hast seen me thomas thou hast believed blessed are they who do not see and yet believe yeah, Thomas, you, if people remember the oh, Bible yeah. story, he, he needed to see the, the holes, put his finger in the holes. And, you know, he said, I'm not going to believe unless I, you know. And so Jesus said, well, that's good. Now you've got faith. But blessed are people who get there without having to have that concrete, like, evidence or something to sort of bust the denial. So why is God setting it up now so that we get there that way instead of through the miracles because it's better for you and the whole point of everything yeah. is to give us what's better for us. It's almost like there was a time when people, well, no, no offense, but there was a time when like the only thing that would grab people is like blast right in the face kind of, yeah. oh, there's a huge miracle or something like yep. that just to get things, get the ball rolling. But now people uh, think about things and can consider for themselves uh, in a different, you know, in a deeper way, hopefully, and yeah. and so they can uh, they can opt in, and and that's that's better. It doesn't sound too unbelievable that in the past two thousand years we have a very different sort of mindset than we used to. Things like human yeah. rights, uh, the the kind of education we have. There's just I I would believe that there, we're in a different kind of state of accepting yeah. than we were two thousand years ago. Yeah, yeah, just just the nature of the mind and and stuff like that. Yeah. So if Swedenborg is asserting that. Miracles are happening, but they they can look just like it's nature, it's chance. It, to answer sort of the second half of this, you know, can there still be miraculous healings by people through things like Even energy and the laying the divine category of right, miracles? Right, right. Yeah. I would think, you know, uh, every healing has got to happen through divine truth because that's the mechanism by which all that's order... That's what the man said. So when you cut your thumb up, yes, it's it sells making proteins and whatever else they make the little um and fighting the bacteria or whatever it fighting is the, yeah. building those i remember seeing the the diagram of how a wound heals in the biology textbook and it makes these i can't remember what they're called these little there was chains a of ridge proteins there for a while or something yeah. but the ridge is not in there one is amazing it, to, if you want to ask us any biology questions yes, we're here please, I mean, we're ready we're here in. for you yes if you're working on a paper you want published so. <laughs> <laughs> so, but my point is that that is 
the thing that Swedenborg is asserting is that that is there's divine truth in that, and it could be I, it could be that there are times you know people say the doctors don't know how you healed or something. It could be there's I don't know what the difference like the, the the lining up of correspondential planes is to where this divine power can rush right in in a more effective way that we would call a miracle. That could right. be there. Right, right, and in a way, all different kinds of healing is striking me because of what we just read would have something of that divine power in them. Yeah. I mean, one thing is that the just the fact of substances of, of chemicals of you know these amazing things that yeah. that can heal you or protect you in various ways or you know um, well that's of of God you know right. that that's through the agency of nature but it's miraculous that something will have properties yeah you know that some molecule can do something yeah. I mean, that's that's we can't make it do that it, it's it's pretty astonishing right. that, that things are the way they are and. And I would have to say the same for maybe, like if you're, the question at the beginning said something about energy. Yeah. You know, well, the whole fact of energy and vibration and so on um, uh, seems to come from God. I mean, that's what animates the whole universe and why right. everything runs and works and everything. When you so. have this interesting divide between, uh, I don't know if this is the right terminology for it, but like Western medicine and alternative yeah, medicine. Yeah, that's right. And that there are some people who will swear by all kinds of, Alternative yeah, medicine yeah. techniques that look, look, this is helping me in a way that nothing else has. So I, you know, and it's it's not like we're going to know what works and what doesn't. If something actually is working, if it works, there's God in it, and then and it what probably the, lined up somehow. The question that we I don't think we can know the answer to is there's sort of two explanations. Is it some of this stuff that you have so many like all kinds of like um you know uh, all kinds of ancient medicine, indigenous medicines, uh, you know, sort of modern uh, energy healing and that kind of thing. It could be that there are these, let's say it works. Um, I've definitely had good experiences with it in my life. So it could be that there are these just blatant physical things that we right now aren't too keyed into, but there are subtle energy lines. And it could be that healing of those is just interacting with that. It's like you, you close the right circuit, like acupuncture or something like that. And that's why it works and we'll figure it out and it'll be just like what any other kind of chemical we use now. Or is it that some healing methods do work now because it's lining up a correspondence and that there's there's right. oh, there's an inflow in that I don't know if it would be detectable in the same way by only looking at the physical we were I, and when we were running through this we talked about the um, placebo effect placebo effect I was just gonna say is is amazing isn't it where yeah. it can get almost it can get within four percent or something yeah. you know get almost the same results yeah. through the placebo effect so how does that which is just you work. believing is that is that the the divine or that's opening you up to heaven or something like that? Right, and it gets to the uh, uh, s sort of psychology, uh, like something that I've experienced as a very healing thing. Sometimes is either to talk to a doctor or to talk to a friend or a loved one or something like that, or somebody who just says, "You can get through this," or so, yeah. you know what I mean, like the encouragement. Right. I sometimes feel like when you're really sick or something, there's a point at which the mind turns where it goes. Oh, I think we can beat. Yes. You know, I mean, you get that shot of energy right, right. and you start to move. Well, that that's got to be of God because yeah. a second ago you were feeling despair yeah. and lousy and everything. You know what? We're going to get through this show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just the you clock so? is running. We'll yeah, be through yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter if we don't know anything. And uh, as far as that goes, just everybody knows that that touch can be a healing thing. To, yeah. You know, I mean, just a pat on the shoulder or something can be so 
you can really feel the love and support from people sometimes when, when they just are kindly and taking care of you, even if you're in some disgusting condition or right. something. You know, it uh, can be a nice thing. If you want to hear a little more of us uh, working through in an organized way this conversation around where did the can't physical... can't imagine anybody wanting more than this. But <laughs> physical and <laughs> spiritual interacting. We did a whole episode on it. Really? It's called How Spirits Are Connected to Your oh, Health. Okay. And this also digs more into that question of if I have a, this ailment, does that mean there's something does wrong with my spirit? Is my spirit doing which, this or that? Which yeah. we're saying right. it's not really. But mm. let's, uh, let's slow down for a minute. Okay. We've had all these ideas rushing around. We've been around. buzzing and buzzing. And I just want to think about, I want to do, um, take a second and try to let some of these sink in, let some of these seeds grow in our correspondences meditation. Hadn't this whole episode been sort of a, a cell for correspondences? And yeah. their importance. That's right. And Swedenborg, and a really cool passage in the second volume of Secrets of Heaven, talks about how what we were meant to, what our eyes were meant for, is to see external things in the world, yet contemplate their inner realities Ooh. at the same time. And that that was the original. That was the word. Getting that, that was aligned, people, like yeah. yeah, right. People could be. That's why people could learn, uh, be taught through nature and things. So what we want to look mm. at is. We've talked about uh, God's miraculous power in healing, so and in other aspects of life that anything could that's good could have this divine power in it. So we're going to show you some images of things growing, things mm. healing, people people being kind to each other. Just think of this as where's the miracle in that? Let any of anything from these seeds does it? Do you get a next level of aha? or of, of good feeling or something. Looking at the way, not just the words sound when we talk about it, but what about the things in action? Mm. So, but we'll be back in, in a minute. after it comes out, but I just wanted to like, I want to look at that rainbow for a while. I want to look at the clouds. <laughs> and I think that that is like the next level, that we are arming you through this conversation, you know, but you can, you can then see it like there's so much more said, you know, pictures worth a thousand words, you know, it's there. Yeah, and you can feel it. I, yeah. To me, I don't know. Yeah. I think yeah. beautiful images. So hopefully that, that stirred something in you and let this stuff settle just a little bit deeper. Before we move on, 
to our elevator pitch section. Get your topics in if you haven't mm. already. Let's let's just um, re re uh, capsule this okay. whole thing. What's the takeaway? What uh, w you know? What do we want people uh, coming out of this with? You know, what 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 was this all for? What was this all about? What I find myself uh, thinking about is Jesus's intent, like a picture. What was in his heart and mind when he was approaching people yeah. and healing them? And he was doing a multi-layered thing. You know, he's fixing the body, and that's great. Needs help, and that's what people are conscious of. It's like, ah, yeah. you know, my leg's not working, or my ears don't work, or whatever. Right. But he's also saying, yeah, and I can do this on levels you can hardly even imagine. You know, I've, I've, there's so much healing power here. And he also taught his disciples how to do those those healings. So I, I, I don't, you know, I don't have clarity about all of it, but I think that intent, that love, those beautiful images of love that we saw there, combined with truth and wisdom about correspondences can definitely change our world in yeah. that way that it reflects that divine heart and wisdom, that divine heart and mind uh, to change us. That's too long to take away, but you want to run it, run it again? No, nah. that's that's great, um, and it inspired me to think of um, you know, Jesus can be in one place, doing one healing miracle, but divine truth can be everywhere. Everywhere. So let's uh, let's be conduits for that to happen. And if if the promise is that divine truth can do that kind of stuff, think about how, what the world could be like. You know? Yeah, and I love the idea that if you have that inner affection or whatever it talked about, you know, if you get to that point where your heart and mind opt in. Yeah then I think there's no limit to what seems miraculous to you yeah. in a positive way. Yeah. I mean, the fact that butterflies, they say, you know, bumblebees can't aerodynamically, they can't fly, or yeah. they, they have, there's no way for water to get above the height of the air pressure. It couldn't go higher than 39 inches up a tree, the sap, yeah. you know, and yet it'll get to the top of a 300-foot tree in the Amazon right. rainforest. Or there's, yeah. uh, there's lots of things about, about healing, about the fact that, birds and animals know what to eat or you know how to reproduce all, all this stuff like there's tremendous wisdom all around us in the world and, and miracles about the divine love but they look just like ordinary everyday stuff like you were saying about the cell phone they just yeah. like oh we take it for granted and what are we all trying to do we're all trying to be entertained right we are going and watching these movies that uh, just take a ton of money to put together. We're trying to find things that interest us. We're even, in some cases, watching shows on YouTube to try, to, try yeah. to be entertained. Um, when yet, it's just a lot of that searching is because we're so numb to how cool things actually are. Even, right. even your little plant, that they, we know exactly how it does everything. Sometimes you get this, like, what is this? This thing is alive on its own, and it's, like, <laughs> growing it's on its own. Bud there. And you just look at this little green tube that's so f amazingly, satisfyingly made. That the whole, this is what babies have, is they, they know everything is amazing, and they're always happy. Right. And, and we can maybe get back into that state. Mm. Okay, let's, uh, let's uh, move on here, because it's time now. Everything was great, but now it's time for the elevator okay. pitch. So we're sitting here trying to talk about this new way to see the world. 
and it's a big mind upgrade. All the, the, what we talked about tonight, all this Swedenborg stuff, though, is it's a very cool mm. way to see the world. But there's a lot of thinking and changing and concepts to chew over. Mm. And also, there's the issue of how do you ever talk about this to somebody if they want to say, "What's that weird thing you've been watching?" And <laughs> who's a Sweden what? And what's this stuff? And correspond who? Yeah. So we're, you're going to see us in real time try to imagine that we're having that conversation. It's good practice for us to really chew over what what is important about this stuff, and can we condense it if if there really is a simple truth behind it? So you've all submitted your topics. We are now going to do the. Oh, we didn't decide who's going to go first. Do you want to go first oh, for a second? I'll go first. Okay, great. John, Dr. Jonathan Rose will be going first. And the first topic that all of you suggested is this one. Innocence. Oh. Hey, that's a good one. Okay, so we're walking onto an elevator, and I say, uh, hey, aren't you Dr. Jonathan Rose from that show that I'm also on? <laughs> um, <laughs> what, hey, what, what's this thing? So I've heard a little bit about this, but what's this, uh, de- what is innocence, and how does that play in, and is it the same? Hmm. Well, innocence is something that people talk about. It's associated with little children and so on. You say, oh, they have, lo-, and you worry about, you know, like the loss of innocence that happens yeah. as people grow up and so on. Uh, but there's an interesting definition that this guy named Swedenborg had of innocence, which is that it's a willingness to be led by the Lord. And what children have is just kind of a, a reflection of that. But there's actually something that adults can have that's called innocence. And actually it's very, very important because it's that kind of humility to look to something outside yourself. You know, some people have that sort of strong feeling of like, I know what I'm doing, I know where I'm going, you know. But innocence is something that we actually need in this world because it's an openness to heaven, uh, an openness to see the miracles that we've been talking about in this show. And uh, we can have kind of that second childhood uh, where everything seems alive. Very beautiful. I was just thinking, as you were saying it, like, this is a miracle. Because (laughs) if you think about it, like, you didn't know that that was going to be that. And you didn't have time to plan that out. But I know the feeling of doing it, where you're just like, well, now I'm talking, and now I'm saying this, and now... (laughs) This is really the feeling all of us get when we're talking through something that we're passionate about. You're just on this conveyor belt, and I just was seeing you there, like, something's coming in and just putting these together, and you've got sentence structure, and you're moving from point to point, right? Oh, the fact that it comes out in coherent sentences, if it did, is amazing. For contrast, for what's not a miracle, we're going to see what... uh, how mine ends up here. So, great job. That was a great hey. great description of this, of this great particular topic. spin on it. That's nice right. to think about. Let's uh, see what uh, mine's going to be tonight. Prayer. Mm. Okay. Start. Let's start up the elevator. Three, two. Hey, don't you want to know about prayer? Uh, so, what, yeah, what are you trying to do if you pray? I mean, this is in religious traditions all over. Are we trying to tell God, wait, 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 please change your mind. I'm smarter than you. <laughs> or are we trying to tell God, hey, just please favor me over this other person. I put in a lot more time. What is the prayer thing? What, why would it accomplish? And yet, it is part of all these traditions. And even within Swedenborg's worldview, mm. it's very important. What prayer is doing is this is us creating the conditions inside ourselves for God to do the change that he wants to do in us. That's the power of what prayer is. Because the essential of prayer is you're asking for something. You're talking to God. Prayer mm. is just speech with God. Mm. And in it you're acknowledging, usually, look, there's something beyond my bounds uh, of being able to do. Will you help me with it? Or you're saying, 
what do you want to do? This is us actually quieting our own raging self-will to say, mm. do you have a better sense of where things should go? And when we're asking for spiritual things, humility of heart, because we ask, look to God, He can give it without it damaging us. Whew, you, you got in <laughs> under the wire. I the doors weren't open I yet. I wanted to say another sentence, but I'll, I'll, <laughs> I won't say it. Well, what was it? Well, uh, d- th- this is totally against the rules, but um, we can get it in without damaging us because if God just gives us what we want without us, well, and this could be physically, but mostly like without spiritual. Without us asking. The, the most potent part is that we're acknowledging the source. Acknowledging that God is the source mm. of good is, is the core of that innocence you were talking about. So that's, it's like we want this thing for, the real gift is that we understand how we got that thing. So that's like what prayer can do. I was thinking while you were talking about it that there's a real relationship that I hadn't noticed before between innocence and prayer because I think there's something innocent about prayer. Yeah. You know, that you're sort of saying, I don't have all the answers. Yeah. I'm looking to you. And I love the idea that th- there are certain things that when you enter that state of prayer that are then can be implanted in your heart, you know desires like good yeah. good feelings toward people yeah. or some truth or insight or something that you've opened yourself up to yeah. to allow the angels to come in. And that was very good, I thought. Thanks. And, and Swedenborg generally says that sp- asking for spiritual things, which would be uh, a more loving attitude or a more clear understanding right. of something, that's what you can really get. Um, it's going to work better like than just praying for money or something I want like a car that. or I mean, something. How yeah. do you know that that's the best thing? God's not going to give you something that's not the best thing. And how do you know you need it more than another person? Right. right. Let's, uh, let's move on here um, because we s- promised at the beginning. I forgot to promise, but then you reminded me that, hey, we want to hear your answers on our yeah, opening that's question. Right. Which now our opening question is very relevant to the, funny how that mm. was set up, to Isn't our discussion here. Let's hear what you all had to say in the ice melter. the middle yeah okay let's go let's see what y'all had to say if if for context this was the question is there something about life or about your own life that might seem ordinary to others but to you it seems miraculous and if you're watching this after the fact and you couldn't put it in the chat now we still want to see your answer in the comments because we want to know how are people picking up on these miracles oh How'd it's so you, great to find out did you catch some that we missed yeah right okay so this is what you all had to say Finding this channel. (laughs) Okay, okay. Uh, My marriage, Daffodil. My health. My granddaughter. Oh, that's right. Hey, John. Mm. The fact that I'm alive after contracting cerebral spinal meningitis as a baby in 1955. Whoa. I was called the miracle baby by all the nurses at the hospital. That's right. And uh, what a miracle that now Pete's out there doing stuff as his whole life that's affecting people. Yeah. I think everything around is miraculous. The more I learn, the more I am amazed. Mm. From how a plant knows which way is up, how ATP is produced in the ETC, no one can no explain it. No one can explain it. it. It's from That's right. It still amazes me as miraculous that there is something here instead of nothing. You yeah. know, that, that's basic, but it's true. Like, how did all this get here? Right. I think dreams are miraculous. I've gotten some wonderful guidance at times from my dreams. I love their metaphorical language. Yeah, how does that work? the whole process that has led me to this point in life. And that's a long game. Uh, you know what I mean? There's, the Lord is playing a long game. You've got to see providence to, you know, that's seeing providence in retrospect. That's right. That I have a happy family life after being abducted and held captive for six months as a teenager. 
amazing. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah to, like people wouldn't know. It just looks like an ordinary situation, yeah. but you don't know what the person's been through. Right, right. Yeah. Right. I see miracles every day when I look at the sunset or smell a flower. I see God in so many different places and things. The function of the human body in general, and more specifically the fact that 37,000 billion billion chemical reactions, that's just like I was saying million billion, per second take place in the human body nonstop. <laughs> I remember a- after going and seeing some kind of exhibit on the human body, you know, talking to people about how you could think, oh, I'm not that great, I don't look that great, but like you are this insanely amazing <laughs> thing, and that's not <laughs> just a platitude. That's and not just all a you know is my ear yeah. is itchy. Or something. Yeah. yeah, I know miracles happen all the time, and mine came when an angel saved my life one night when I did not listen to my intuition. Mm. Being able to walk again in my spine, having perfectly spaced discs now through miraculous power. Well, that's miraculous. Awesome. Thank That's you, everybody. It. Thank you. Uh, to me, mm. something that seems miraculous is that, you know, you guys are interested in talking about this stuff and yeah. that we get to share this journey with you. It's been super cool for us beyond belief. We want to tell you uh, more about the journey that's coming up. Quickly like and subscribe and let's say, you know, you already did. That would be... I was going to tie it into the okay. content, but I won't. Uh, it's I don't know how you would have made that connection. It would be miraculous on. if you did oh, that for right. us. <clears throat> it would be a miracle, an obvious. <laughs> this is like the blatant miracles if you like and subscribe. Um, and and um, well, another thing is that we're really grateful here is that we're a nonprofit, so everything is free that we do. So the whole way this works is people like you say, oh, I can support this and I'm going to do it. So we have a quick, quick video for you about that, and then we're going to give you some what's coming mm. up. Uh, how this journey is about to continue. That's right. Please consider joining our community of sustaining supporters by going to otle.causevox.com and setting up a recurring monthly donation at a value of your choice. Any amount helps. Our sustaining supporters are the backbone of what we do at Off the Left Eye and allow us to continue to create high-quality programming that nourishes thousands every week around the globe. Your help makes a difference. So we got our videos that are coming out and then a special event we want to invite oh. you to if you're in the right place. So An we'll event. start with this this week coming up, we've got News from Heaven, our show where we dive into the Swedenborg and the life and the getting the like, what's the meaning of the text and it's pretty fun. And we're going to talk about Thursday, why the universe was created. So just a Good little idea. one there. And then Saturday, how do I know if I'm being selfish? Mm-hmm. You know, what's all the, all the religious stuff saying, you know, examine, how do you do that in a productive way? Uh, what's the key to that? Also, we're not going to do our usual short clips this week. There's a, in the United States, there's a holiday coming up in the middle of the week. A lot of our staff are going to be away. So got all lazy around. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. So we, we will be back the week following. We love your participation on those. Next Monday, we'll be here with our good question panel show where we take a lot of questions and, and talk through them with you. The following Monday, the next, in our season of Swedenborg and Life, we're going to look at... Oh, Oops. Hey, that, that's um, actually... Okay. We'll do this instead. That is divine yeah. providence. We want to talk to you about... <laughs> <laughs> hey, forget what I said there. You're invited to come hang out with us in Los Angeles. Are you in the area? Actual Can you make it? Yes. Flesh and blood That's right. I, I will be there um, and uh, Matt will be there. It's going to be a fun time uh, afternoon with Off the Left Eye at the gorgeous Wayfarers Chapel, which is this is a Frank Lloyd Wright national landmark to Emanuel Swedenborg perched over the ocean on these rolling hills in the Los Angeles area. It's gorgeous. We're going to yeah. m- hang out for and, and talk about uh, what a city of angels would actually be like and the angelic mindset and all that cool. stuff. Cool. That's uh, a link in the description if you want to RSVB to that. And then the, fo- uh, the following Monday, 
uh, from this Monday, we'll do this show. What is hell really like? Yeah. The next in the series. Cause we talked we about just heard about some order in hell tonight, didn't we? It's like That's right. We yeah. talked earlier in this series about what happens immediately after you die. Here's the, the uh, hell option and why it's there, what the order in hell is. Important to understanding all of Swedenborg's theology. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a really good one. Thanks for hanging out today, man. That was so fun, Curtis. Thanks to all of you, and we will see you again very soon. Swedenborg and Life Live is Curtis Childs, host and showrunner, with co-host Jonathan Rose. Live stream tech and graphics by Stuart Farmer and Matthew Childs. Show writing and chat moderation by Karin Childs and Chelsea Odner.